it's wood you just heard my new intro music it's uh was written by my partner he's fat farley triple x quadruple x on uh phoebe (laughs) so that's really fun i'm really excited that we have a little bit of intro music and um just to jump right in i wanted to record this because I think it's going to give me a little bit of peace of mind. Um, Happy spring, everyone. I hope everybody's feeling like awakened and refreshed after, um, you know, our spring spring equinox, uh, the first day of spring. I actually wrote a lot of kind of journal entries on the first day of spring and a lot of what came up was specifically about feedism and about being a feeder and I thought that it would be something really important maybe to talk about on the podcast because I feel like there is a lot of content out there for gainers and feedies and um, stuffers and stuff um, whether it be podcasts or videos or anything and also on my podcast too it's mostly been just kind of feedism uh and through the lens of like a gainer or a feedie because that's kind of the most experience that I've had but now that I've been in a relationship for a little bit longer um, as someone's feeder I've come into my own personal uh, psychological quandaries I suppose Um, it's just something that I think a lot about like my role in in a fetus relationship and I thought as I was kind of like automatic journaling um, during, you know, the full moon, honestly, not going to lie, but I was just thinking a lot about balance and a lot about um, my own kind of extremes when it comes to my mindsets, when it comes to things. And it kind of, it's funneled through, excuse the pun, but it's funneled through my feedism and my feeder tendency in such a way that I can go really, really hard as a feeder and love to push someone and watch them get bigger and like enable them and encourage them but then go completely on the opposite end of the spectrum and be so anxious about what what I'm doing and um you know I I feel like it's just a lot of societal things that are still like fucked up in my brain that get me afraid of just following my desires (laughs) and just kind of you know experimenting with a partner but at the same time I know that I can't just shrug it off and be like oh society's fucked I just I'm not going to listen I'm just going to go and do what I want to do because there has to be that balance of doing things smartly sanely consensually and between being too scared to do something you know I don't want some sort of all or nothing situation where I go so hard being a feeder that I don't know I'm not keeping track of what I'm doing. So I just wrote this little thing. Uh, I'm going to be reading from my journal today. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoy. I hope it like resonates with some people. Um, I just thought I would record this on podcast because I wrote it down. Might as well put it out there. Um, But yeah, basically that's all this is about. So this episode is about feeder fears and kind of how I worked through them at least just journaling out all my fears and helping myself get a little bit more grounded and taking stock of what I personally have and the 
the ways that I can kind of navigate living in that space between fear and desire, I suppose. Yeah. And I talk a little bit about this on my episode with Sweetheart Lou um, about how I kind of get caught up in my head and I overthink things a lot, especially when it comes to my relationship. And I will end up talking about this in a interview episode that's soon to be posted where I interview my partner, who is my feedie, and I do kind of divulge some of those things of me being kind of afraid sometimes of going too far or hurting someone or um, not having my wits about me, I suppose. So, I don't know. So, yeah. This is how feeder fears creep up on me. Because I know that it's, like, silly to be so conflicted and at the mercy of my desires, but also knowing that it's still no laughing matter, that what I'm doing is basically shaping someone's life as well as their bodies. It's not something to take lightly, and I'm an anxious-ass bitch. So how can I help someone walk the tightrope between indulgence and possible self-destruction, or the tightrope between self-control and restriction? Because I don't want to be that asshole who did the same to me growing up telling me that I couldn't enjoy what I wanted to enjoy. And how can I preach reasonable balance when as a bipolar person, um, very prone to obsessive thoughts, um, that's something I'm not very good at myself. And going into it and knowing that I also have an eating disorder, that I've struggled with eating disorder in the past, and I've also swung wildly between restriction and over-exercise and binge eating and not even just stuffing because I did stuff and I did gain but I also emotionally compulsively ate to either facilitate my own self-destructive tendencies or to uh, numb out to avoid coping with what I needed to cope with and I tried to avoid pushing too hard too quick as well as disaster-based thinking. Like, I try really hard. But when it does get a little bit too real, and just sometimes my brain chemistry knocks me on my ass and everything's heightened and high stakes. But I want to indulge someone. I want to enable them. I want to spoil them and make them happy in an incredibly lasting and permanent way. That's my thing. I want them to be reminded of me and the indulgence I inspire daily. That's just the that's just the fucking crux of it. That is what I desire. Even more so than gaining at this point. Because now my body doesn't really let me gain. And I can only eat certain foods. And I've been kind of pointed this way so that I can just kind of explore what I've really always wanted to explore my whole life. Which is being a feeder which is helping someone gain weight or having a partner who is fat and gaining. Because it's an incredibly visceral fetish. And it's just very sensually grounded in the material while having the opportunity to become incredibly fantastical. It's something that can be implemented as a lifestyle. And even if it's not that serious or intense, it's a fetish that dips its fingers into other aspects of your life. It affects someone's movement, someone's presentation, their interactions, and their health. 
and growing up I never would have thought that I would be kind of not in charge but such an integral part of somebody else's life in all of those aspects and even when I did fantasize and wish and hope that this would be something that could be a reality in my life that never came up to me that was never something that I thought I'd have to grapple with how could I know you know how could I not get caught up in quantifying the level of harm I'm doing versus the level of good and I personally am not a death fetus there was a point in my life that I was it was kind of a dark point in my life and I'm not saying that the two are necessarily linked but it's something and I'm not saying that everybody who is a death fetus is like that everybody has their own desires and I'm not going to shame anybody for their own desires but for me personally I am just not that anymore I realized that I was just too much of an anxious person you know to kind of jive with that and it's not me saying you know it's not okay to be a death fetus it's just not for me so not even having that lens anymore kind of makes it a little bit more difficult in that way to figure out what I actually want to do because honestly my experiment with gaming for myself was something that I had always wanted to and it was something that was incredibly sexually satisfying to me but it just kind of turned out that that's not how my life was end was supposed to be I guess you know you go for something in your life and it's something that's incredibly satisfying and fun and just delicious but then um it's just like the world has other plans for you and it knocks you on your ass and is basically just like no that's that's not for you and so that's how that ended up for me and I burned really fucking hot and fast when I was gaining and that's really not my that's not my speed and it never was and it kind of it kind of fucked me up um mentally and emotionally and it's not because of the gaining and it's not because of my mindset it was just the fact that there was a lot of stuff going on in my life that helped me facilitate emotional eating and gaining and whatever it's like a combination of the fetish my recklessness and the place where I was at like in a not great situation in a not great household um after experience lo- experiencing loss and trauma and literally trying to pick myself up and gaining really was like the only kind of tether that I had because I had this community that I felt so comfortable in and everywhere else was just so toxic so I just went full force into it and honestly I have I have trauma about how um, I allowed my body to be used while I was gaining and that's by myself and by other people Um, basically how I didn't really have enough self-worth to allow myself to treat myself right and to indulge in a fetish safely and sanely with regards to my own uh, my own wellness physical mental and spiritual wellness basically and um, that's not because of the fetish and it's not because I was fat and it's not because I was gaining it was because I didn't have good self-worth 
so I, it gets me into a mindset where I'm still healing from that trauma and I can't help but be afraid that I am going to inflict trauma on other people especially when there's so much like just media out there or even just like weird notions even in the fetus community that feeders are abusers or that um you know one person has watched the movie feed and thinks that people just want to you know kill their fat partners it's just fucking ridiculous and the objectification that's in the community doesn't help either and being on the receiving end of that objectification and on the receiving end of really shitty feeders has not really helped my mindset when I get into a place where I really 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 love a person and I want to be the facilitator to their own desires of gaining and I know (laughs) I know I'm not an abuser like obviously I I know that I'm I know that I love him I know that he loves getting fat and I know that I love that too but also I know that I'm very persuasive and I'm realizing the extent of how strongly I can convince and push and condition and positively reinforce because I've been wanting this for so long so strongly and now that I have it (laughs) I'm afraid that I'm gonna fuck it up surprise but yeah those are the things that are like running through my head a lot and I've found a little bit of peace with that because even like a month ago how like a week ago these were things that were on my head and I really didn't know because I, I could talk about it so much with other people and I get the validation of like no you're fine like you don't have to worry about this like from people who are feeders from people who are feedies and from my own feedie but I still can't help but obsess about it and I think that's something that I just need to learn how to not be so obsessive about my thoughts and how to not be so anxious and I guess this next part is just me learning how to deal with those obsessive thoughts and again I just hope that this can help um, other people who are in the community who are a little conflicted who feel just scared to dip their toes in whatever their feedies or feeders um, I feel like there's not a lot of talk about what goes on in the minds of people who have this fetish and how basically your mind can just fucking be your own worst enemy and play tricks on you and tell you that what you're doing is wrong no matter what it is and that's the problem that I've been having because it's just me wanting to like distance myself from you know the the society the societal standards that are pushed upon me and a lot of the things that I have been told my whole life and why I shouldn't desire fat bodies and why I shouldn't want to be fat and why I should be restrictive as possible so I have that like running around in my head and I'm trying to like find a way out of that but once you allow yourself to kind of heal from that thing and kind of just go on the journey of trying to heal your mind I suppose and try to change your thinking um, it's not like a linear it's not like a linear thing like you're always going to come back to those worries and your mind is always going to invite you back into that anxiety and what I kind of learned fucking very recently is 
the way to kind of beat anxiety for me because this might not work for everyone but for me personally I'm a very list oriented person I'm a very have to write down my emotions so I can even just make make sense of them type person so I wrote down all of my fears and then once I kind of like wore myself out of that um wore myself out of like three pages in a journal I thought where can I go from here so I wrote down here's what I do now and I recommend if you are feeling kind of anxious and scared and weird about the things that you are feeling um try to just write shit down or draw a picture or sing a song I don't know do something creative that can help you channel like all of these crazy weird feelings and then give yourself a breath and then write down things that are facts that you're maybe grateful for um things that you know that are a complete antithesis to the to the worries that you have that can help you feel more comfort in knowing that these are just worries in your mind and in real life there are people that support you there are things that you can do to comfort yourself and things that you have in place that you know that it's never going to get that horribly bad I don't know maybe maybe that helps maybe that's bullshit but that's where I'm at this week (laughs) so with all of those fears in mind this is what I do now my partner and I communicate we communicate like an an absurd amount (laughs) and we're nothing if not thorough with checking in with each other and I know that being in a successful relationship means having healthy boundaries and this means having the power to tap or slam the brakes whenever the need is there from either party so even just two of those together being able to communicate and having boundaries and communicating those boundaries that gives me comfort I know for sure that I am not comfortable with gaining the being a majority in my feeties life the ratio needs to be shifted if that is the case and uh, there are so many things that are higher priority than feedism and just knowing that about myself gives me comfort because I can have that as a boundary if I see the ratio getting a little bit off If things are being canceled or things are getting in the way of someone living their life or going for the goals that they want and whatever, then I'm I'm slamming on the brakes and we need to reassess. I know that I'm in a relationship where I occasionally have to tell my feetie it's time to slow down. But this does not mean that the responsibility lies solely on me, though. My feedy calls the shots with how far they want to take it, but I always have a say too. And if needed, I can be the one to direct their passions. And a lot of time, that's what people do desire. Um, having someone being so down and into the fetish and so ready to just like go in that <laughs> it's it's intense. I love the intensity. I love the idea that it can be out of control and I love the idea of me facilitating that that fire that passion for it so that it like spirals 
the reality of being in a relationship with someone who is very into the fetish and can kind of get away with it is that I'm keeping my eye out as a feeder and also uh, as a dom, but that is, you know, not everybody's, not everybody's relationship, not everybody's thing, but that is something that is part of my role that I want to keep an eye out for how they're doing, what their, what their emotional life is looking like what their um their work life is looking like if there's anything that is like kind of out of whack or out of out of balance that maybe we should slow down for any any reason and in the beginning this kind of scared me because um I also get a little a little wacky with it I get a little overexcited about it and I was worried that I would lead someone astray or you know lead them off their path or something but I know that if I'm not comfortable with it I can tell someone to slow to slow down or ask them if they're doing okay so yeah that that does help me knowing that you know that is something that I can do but it's not necessarily my responsibility that they also have a say in their body they have the first and last say of their body since it is theirs and if they're doing fine and they want to keep doing it then hell yeah I'm down let's go but I also know that I have just as much um right to say that I I need to slow down um I don't know it's something that you have to negotiate with your partner and another thing that I know is that as much as I'm worried about quote-unquote unintended consequences or health issues that does not stop me from realizing that shit happens that I can't control what happens on a biological level in their life and it is not personally my fault if something goes wrong and also knowing that health is not an indicator of worth and I I know this and I felt this so much wishing that people would not push that upon me so I as a person who was much fatter, who was much skinnier, who is now a small fat, knowing that I have been ingrained with that thought in my head and that I need to work with it and realize that it's not something to be so afraid about that I might have like internalized ableism and knowing that someone quote unquote being unhealthy is not the terrifying monster under my bed or something like shit happens and people can deal with it like I can learn how to deal with it and I know for a fact that I'm in it for the long haul no matter what happens whether it be health issues whether it be fucking the opposite of health issues someone wants to lose weight like I'm once I'm in a relationship I'm committed to whatever happens even when it's a fetus relationship and it turns to be something that I had not really expected for my relationship. And I know for a fact that my feetie is competent, intelligent, and knows their body the best. I know that they're an adult and have consented and I will love them if they want to stop gaining, if they want to keep gaining, or if they want to lose weight. I can give my input, but at the end of the day, it's their choice, their body. They have the say in it. And that's something that is non-negotiable. Like, it's a partnership. 
Like even, even, especially if you're somebody's dom, like that does not give you the right to lord, be like lord and master over their body. It is theirs and they have the end all be all in what they want to do with it. You can give your input if you feel like they've hit a point in their gaining where maybe they should slow down. You can tell them, but you cannot make that choice for them. And I know that people change, feelings change, and tomorrow I might feel completely different. And I just got to ebb and flow with these feelings and navigate through whatever comes up. And that is always something that I have to tell myself because I kind of flow through a lot of shit because I have very strong emotions that are most of the time completely internal. And I just got to deal with them, like figure out where they're coming from. And really not let myself feel bad or wrong about feeling them. They just have to, they just have to, they just have to pass. <laughs> and honestly, like, even if I might be feeling 10 million anxieties about my role as a feeder or even just my role in a relationship, it doesn't mean that those feelings are going to be there tomorrow. Whether it be because I worked through them by myself or whether it be because I worked through them with a partner or whether it be because I just didn't do anything and I just felt better or maybe I was worked up and I just had to like fucking come or something <laughs> like it it just sometimes it just works out and sometimes you just have to wait and see if those bad feelings will pass and this is the last thing that I know not the last thing but this is the last thing that I wrote down that I know <laughs> I know that I have to have faith in myself and I have to have faith in my partner and the level of trust behind us to facilitate this, this being fetism, our relationship, is really damn high. And maybe I'm the only one to overthink this. But on the off chance someone else has felt similar, I hope it can help. And I think that just comes down to the crux of it, that I kind of just have to believe in myself in where this is going. And I signed up for a relationship that is not conventional and nobody has any fucking guidelines. I can't like go to a bookstore and read a fucking like romantic self-help book to help me figure this out. It's I signed up for an adventure and this is what I got. And I'm really blessed to have it. It's just it is something that I am. Uh, I'm a worrier. And sometimes I just think about these things a little too much. And if anything, maybe I can use all those anxieties to help other people who kind of think similarly to me. So yeah, that's how I work through it. That's kind of how I work through that. I know this is kind of different from a lot of the other podcast episodes I have. Um, we're still starting out, so I'm still kind of getting a feel for how I want to set up the podcast if I want to do like a little, a little, you know, solo talking thing you know, once a month and have like an interview once a month and maybe a tarot reading once a month. I don't know. But if you like this, let me know. I know this is not necessarily me laying out exactly what you need to do or exactly how to focus on wellness, you know, in a relationship. But it's I hope people can relate to it because it's just something that I'm going through and something that I have um experience and am and currently going through so I hope it just shows that I kind of put in a lot of thought um, when I'm in a relationship and when I'm practicing fetism and that 
you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be this deep, but I am a type of person who always takes it this deep. So if it can help someone, bless. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that. And I hope everybody has a fantastic spring. I think I might maybe do a little tarot reading for spring and airy season because like why not um if you guys are interested in that let me know I think I might even if people aren't interested I think I might just do it just to like have it be a part of the podcast so that I can I don't know maybe kind of section out like kind of different energies that I am personally going through and then fetus are going through just because of you know it being just different seasons in our life but yeah thanks again everybody for listening I really appreciate it I have a Twitter where I post updates on when my podcast is being posted. It's at what is weird. I also have a Twitter that is not safe for work that has all of my fetish modeling and that is at Woods Kink Cafe. The links will be down in the show notes. If you guys want me to talk about anything in particular or if you have any questions for the podcast, email me at weirdwoodscafe at gmail.com and I will happily talk about it or answer them on air. I don't know. I guess if you want to follow me on Phoebe, you can follow me. Um, my username is wood. But yeah, I hope everybody has a fantastic day. If you're listening to this on iTunes, if you could give us a rating or a review, that would be super cool. But yeah, thank you so much and I hope you guys have a fantastic life as a fetus. Um, happy feeding, happy gaining, happy eating, and happy feeding to all my feeders out there. I love you. Please continue to self-reflect and look look in, into yourself. Um, that's a weird way to say it, but you know what I mean. Self-reflection, bitches. All right. Bye.